0: Welcome to The Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on The Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes. And I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy. And I'm sure you know that by now. I am super excited to um, introduce our first guest. She is amazing. She's um been a super important, vital uh, mentor to me and my marriage. She is the owner of SEMA Global Consulting, and she is Kanita Scrippsma. So say hi, Kanita. Hey, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So not only are you the owner of SEMA Global Consulting, but you have also written one book or two books? One book. I mm-hmm. do have another one in the wings, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of slacking,
1: so ah! I need to get going on that.
0: And the name of your book is I Am Hagar, Forgotten No More. I read that. Mm. I should have freshened up on it, but I did read it. I think it was, was it a year ago, two about years ago? Four years
1: ago it came out, but we didn't meet till a couple of years ago. So yeah. yeah I, I
0: think, think when we met, I was like, mm, I got to get the book. Oh, bless you. <laughs> and it was a good read. Mm, thank you. All right. So tell me a little bit about you and a little bit of your background and... And then we can kind of go from there. Sounds good. Thanks. Um, First
1: of all, thanks so much for this opportunity, Amy. I'm really excited to work
0: with you again. And this is just really exciting.
1: Great friends getting together. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm founder and CEO of SEMA Global Consulting. um, And it's a company that does consulting work around um, understanding culture. So helping people have a heart-to-heart approach on racial reconciliation so through that we do uh, transformational coaching which is one-on-one appointments with people to help them weave together their emotional health their cultural bent and their professional space where they're at today Um, and that really comes from some personal journeys that i've been through on my own and how um, that's been really a great impact for people we also do workshops to help people um, you know, get some tools on how to then communicate more effectively in their relationships, whether they're personal relationships or work relationships or situations where you're working with people who just aren't like you. Mm. And kind of what we've discovered in the last few years is that um, it's not just about skin color and, um, you know, race issues, but it also bridges to anyone that's different than us so it could be lgbtq it could be men women it could be kids mm. it could be um one of the areas that i am passionate about which maybe we could talk about some other time is the impact of culture on trauma Ooh. and so working with parents that are adoptive parents or foster
0: care those kinds of things i see a part two coming
1: yes i would love that <laughs> shocker right shocker. to talk about. i'm sure we could do part <laughs> three part
0: four too yeah
1: and so that's the work part. But then the other piece is I'm also an international speaker. Um, and yeah. of course, you mentioned an author. Um, so I've been yeah. doing some work in in Nepal and
0: in India. On oh, that's Encouraging awesome. and empowering women there. That is awesome. I know. I follow you, obviously. Oh, and I, I just so. get so excited. <laughs> and my cousin went to India with you a that's long time ago, right. right? I know. And so I feel like I've known of you sure. for a while. But um, <laughs> so um, my husband, Shannon, and I actually went to one of your yes. marriage workshops. And mm-hmm. that's where our relationship really kind of blossomed yes. from um, your marriage and our friendship <laughs> yes yeah. yes both mm-hmm. um, obviously if you've listened to past episodes you know that um, I am in a interracial marriage mm-hmm. you know that but um, and we are too yeah so, yeah. so um, you definitely like shed some light in that workshop on things that we were struggling with mm-hmm. and how to you know, work through them and, mm-hmm. and get to where we're at now. And mm-hmm. it was, it was a blessing. And I really encourage anybody that's in the area or wherever you're hosting that, that do go yeah. attend. It's Thank amazing. You.
1: you know, and if I could say one more thing about that, it's not just for couples that are in interracial cou- right. marriages or right. relationships. Um, We definitely want to encourage folks that are in mono ethnic relationships mm-hmm. um, where both parties are white or both parties are black or African-American Brown, whatever. Um, because what ends up happening is we discover that the culture that your home was about is what impacts your marriage even more, mm-hmm. and so then communication tools that really help enhance. In fact, right. it saved our marriage. So I'm so thankful that we learned um, mm. the tools in that
0: space. Isn't that funny how mm. you can get your personal experience and then go, "Hmm, yeah. I'm going to help others." Yeah, I don't know where well, I'm at. <laughs> And you know, and I think you you would agree to this that I think sometimes God writes
1: us writes in our hearts for our story, but then. It's an opportunity for us to share with somebody else. And so at other times, it's just meant for us.
0: Right. Right. So yeah. he's just been really great to walk with me in this space. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of dive in a little bit more on marriage. Sure. I'm sure we could cover. We, we are definitely going to need a part <laughs> two because there's so much more to cover. But the goal of this one is more along the lines of marriage and motivating within your marriage. Sure. So Sounds you good. said you have Six. Yeah, little bullet points. Yes. To, all right. So go ahead. Sure. I won't stop um, you. And I and I pulled together six points only
1: because I wanted to be concise and an opportunity for our listeners to maybe actually do some of this work. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when we get long lists or you know vague ideas of how we can motivate in our marriages or whatever relationship. Um, it can be a little overwhelming and we don't know where to start. So hopefully right. these are points that will help people have a starting point yes. um, or even just kind of attack one plan at a time. I did talk to my husband about these so that um, we're on the same page. Um, I wanted to hear from him if this was just a, a wife perspective or this was a husband. And again, that's important. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about heterosexual marriages, but I want to just be respectful to whatever relationship people are in, whether they're long-term partnerships or marriages. All right. So on the outset, I'd like to say that my husband and I have been married for 25 years um, and we are in an interracial marriage. And so for us, we really needed to discover what does it mean to be in a marriage that's very different than most of the relationships that we have around us, but then also um, who are we to each other? And so it started out with point number one, which is personal work. Ouch. Mm. Maybe you're already saying ouch instead of amen. Um, personal work, what that means is I, as a woman, as a wife needed to make sure that I wasn't bringing into my marriage, the things that, um, the, the good or the, some of the bad things or the challenges that I learned or was shaped by in my own personal story. So whether that was surrender, forgiveness, um, reconciliation, getting counseling, working through those things that were going to, um, be a detriment to my relationship with my husband, I needed to do my personal work. Mm, so important. Yeah, really, right? Like letting go, um, you know, appreciating and understanding what the triggers were in my own personal story in order to then be the wife that God wants me to be. So nice. personal work. I'm sure we could go on for hours about <laughs> personal work. Number two, um, and these aren't in any specific order. They're just kind of how we laid them out. But number two, keeping the lines of communication open. What are some ways in which you know well that your spouse listens to you? So for example, yesterday, my husband and I, just yesterday, we had to have a really um, intense conversation and it wasn't one of those negative ones. It was a very, it was a heavy topic that um, I really needed him to listen. So he picked the location where we could go um, and he, we went to the restaurant of his choosing so we could be in a space where he felt most comfortable and relaxed. And so um, that was the environment. The environment was important to him in order to enhance our communication Um, Other times for me, it's been hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm. Yes, that spells halt coming from my personal work. Um, Realizing that if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, my communication is not going to be healthy with my spouse. Mm. And so needing to be mindful of my own self. Right. Um, Number three, live your story. Don't live the marriage of somebody else. Oh, that's so... Isn't it true so for anything, true.
0: right? doesn't matter what yeah. we're talking about really in our journey. So easy to compare and say, oh, well, they do this or they do that. And I want that.
1: Right. Or I'm not like that right. wife or you're right. not like that husband. And so really being mindful of living your own story, knowing that you guys met each other and not somebody else. And you've committed to each other and not to somebody else. Lord willing. Um, <laughs> sorry. Respect. So true. Respect. So true. Um, it's easy to. To break your story um, based on not connecting with your husband or your wife um, and wanting to make sure that you you live your story. Keep remembering how your story started, where your story started. Talk about those positive things, which then also enhances keeping your communication lines open. Number four. This is for um, folks that have kids. Um, and I can't read my writing. Shocker. It's that season of needing glasses. <laughs> So those with kids, I really want to encourage you to remember that those kids were never created before. This is what I mean. So often people say, I want to give this child the lifestyle that I had or that I didn't have. And then the husband might say, I want to give the children the lifestyle that he had or he didn't have. And that's actually not so great for our kiddos, to be honest. I think what we need to do is be students of our kids and learn who they are as people and how God has created them so that we can be Um, the most effective parents in their lives. Then when we're able to do that, we're able to also make sure that our marriage is in a space that's healthy for our kids and that when our communication lines are open with each other, then we're able to keep our communication lines open with our kids. And so raising our kids, we have to raise them differently in some ways than how our parents raised us. Our kids aren't being raised in an environment, in a society that's the same as what we all grew up in. Definitely not. Right? So we have to be really mindful of what needs do they have in this world that they're living in and then how do we prepare them as they're growing to launch. Mm. Some of my girlfriends don't like that word launch. But, but that's that's well, what's
0: happening. Exactly, I we're mean, pushing them out of the not nest. Not for me yet. Yes, well, I we waste. <laughs>
1: actually we officially this summer became empty nesters. Oh my! So word. it's been quite a whole nother season for us, and mm-hmm. talk about nurturing the marriage. There, very yeah. different. Um, so then the last uh, number five would be be a student of your spouse, just like you're being a student of your kids, learning what their needs are, what their um strengths and weaknesses are. For our children, we also need to do that for our husbands and or our wives, depending on who's listening to this. Learning, you know, perhaps what their love languages
0: are. Perhaps what the Enneagram—that's a big test out there these days. I haven't that people done not... that oh, one
1: yet, girlfriend. You got to do that.
0: I know. I love it. I do the, the love language one. Yeah, that's and important. I don't mean to interrupt you here. No, you're but fine. But my um my girls and I got together. We did a girls' night, and we were all talking about love languages. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you know, all my spouse's, you know, words of affirmation, and then physical touch, or mine is, you know, gifts, or this or that. And it was so funny to see how yeah. everyone was so
1: different. We are, aren't we though? Isn't yeah. that cool?
0: And so to think, yeah, yeah. start going. Yeah. And I just think that um, it was different, but it's also important in your friends. Yes, it it's is. It's not just mm-hmm. a love language of your spouse, mm-hmm. but like me knowing your love language mm-hmm. can help me be a better friend. Absolutely. Right, so, right, right. But I got to do the, the what's it called? The
1: Enneagram? Enneagram, Enneagram is amazing. Enneagram. Yeah, we do love that. it. In fact, that's the one that I would say saved our marriage oh. because it really enhanced our communication. And allowed me to do my own personal work. It kind of challenged him to be a lifter of me and vice versa. And man, it's just been really So you're giving me homework. I am. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say with the love languages, though, what our tendency is, is to do what our love language is for our spouse. Mm -hmm. And it takes just practice and the opportunity Mm -hmm. to think about, oh no, his is touch. For us wives out here that um, aren't a huge fan of touch, we just got to go there sometimes and and love on our husbands in the way they need it. You know, and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Um, And then the last thing I would say in that same space is um, strengths. Understanding your spouse's strengths. And then we get to speak those strengths over them. We get to Mm -hmm. speak that richness into their hearts, into their lives. You know, um, I'm going to be a little bit old-fashioned and traditional in this comment, but just bear with me. Um, Often it's the husband that is working outside the home. Mm -hmm. And so with the world that they live in, it can be kind of stressful. And vice versa, with a lot of us women that are working outside the home right now, Um, which is obviously more current and more common these days, Um, both spouses need encouragement. And the one way to encourage each other is to pour into our strengths. Our tendency when we're so tired is to focus on weaknesses and where Mm -hmm. we're not measuring up. Totally not helpful, right? Right. That is a form of communication that breaks down the marriage. And so Mm -hmm. if you're going to do number two to work on keeping communication lines open, this is a great way to do that is to honor each other's strengths. I love it. And empower each other. Um, And the last one, which really isn't a last one. Maybe you can add some of these to your, some other ones to your list. But for us, we call it falling forward. Mm -hmm. You know, and the reason we say falling forward is because there's so many things that divide us, our schedules, children, fatigue, stress, in-laws, outlaws, depending on what side of the family you're on. Um, (laughs) I'll just leave (laughs) that there. But falling forward, doing things that improve unity and connection. You want to have a really healthy marriage, a stronger marriage, really look at the things that will improve unity and connectedness. And this goes on both parts, right? Mm -hmm. And this also kind of um, challenges maybe the personal work, you know, looking at your story and saying, am I emotionally healthy? Is my spouse emotionally healthy? Is that work that we both have to do to just discover how to be emotionally Mm -hmm. healthy in this space? Because we're not going to fall forward towards a porcupine. (laughs) I know that from personal experience, I used to be one, Uh we'll talk about that some other day, but I had to do that personal work to not be a porcupine, not be prickly, and so my husband would want to fall forward towards me, and not that it would just be work for him, but he would want to fall forward towards me, Mm. and so wherever we can fall towards each other and step towards each other, um, I think then that helps us honor God's covenant marriage relationship that he's called for us to be part of. But then it also enhances our unity as a couple. Um, And then that unity, like I like to say, um, unity results in exponential growth. And so Mm. we have exponential growth in our marriage and in our relationship, in our communication. And when our cup then becomes full to overflowing, we get to splash out on other couples. And I think in this country today, we have a lot of challenges in our marriages. Marriages are hurting. Relationships are hurting. Men and women are hurting in their relationships. And wouldn't it be great if one couple was to do their personal work, enhance their communication, live into their story, be respectful of who their children are, if they have children, um, be students of each other, learn to fall forward, and then we
0: splash on to those couples that are mm. struggling, and we can be an encouragement it. to them. Um, I don't think you've... You, well, I know you haven't heard the episode yet, because it's not launched. You're you're in the secret undercover um, <laughs> recording part. But one of the episodes I recorded, I was talking about filling your cup mm. and the importance of making sure you're taking care of yourself Yeah, because you can't pour from oh, an self care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true for your marriage too. If you're saying spill onto others, well, if you're not taking care of your marriage, mm-hmm. how can you help other marriages? Yeah,
1: absolutely. it's the same concept. Can I add to that real briefly? Absolutely. Yeah. So self care, right? Women aren't very great at self care. No. <laughs> and so, and for one reason or another, I think there's a lot of layers there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yesterday, my self-care was staying home from church, Mm. the institution. I know that God has created us to be the church and for me to be the church and not just go to church. I know philosophically challenging for a lot of us folks, but for me to be the church to people in my life, I needed to be home and let my cup get filled differently. Mm -hmm. And God just really, um, met me in my space of being an extrovert, being an 8 on the enneagram, which is a leader challenger, and then being an Stalker. activator, right? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, he was just he met me in that space and just helped me to really um uh just su- submit and surrender to what he wanted to do with those strengths of mine. That's awesome. That was self-care t- yesterday. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And self-care can look so many different Absolutely. ways. Sometimes it's just go take your shower Absolutely, and brush your teeth. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> but sometimes it can be, you know, if, if that's not something that you're struggling with, mm-hmm. it can be so much more like making sure you're taking time out yeah. to collect your thoughts yep. and, and, you know, that kind Absolutely. of thing too. So, yeah, so cool. All right. I so appreciate you coming on mm, here. And we definitely you. need a part two because I yes. feel like that was so quick. But mm-hmm. um, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. I will appreciate put you. all of your, like... Your book info and all of that and how people can get connected to SEMA Global Consulting um, in the show notes. And so people will be able to find that. And then I I will also share this on all my social media. So there'll be a link in there too. So people can just click, click, click.
1: Sounds great. And I will also do that.
0: (laughs) Yep. And I will also do
1: that for you. I'll put that up on our website and make sure that Amy's Amy Williams show is getting the attraction that she needs. And it's all about teamwork. Sounds great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and if, if I could just say one more thing, if our reader, our listeners are still on, um, just that, uh, If you're interested in me coming out and speaking to your women's group or mom's group or however, um, organized it is, or just a small group in your home, you know, feel free to reach out. I love, love just, just encourage and empower people. Yes.
0: Because you do, you know, the corporate thing, Mm -hmm. but you also do the personal thing. I do. Mm -hmm.
1: That's great. So
0: meaningful. Yay. Well, thank thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find The Amy Williams Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.